0: Mr. Stigman, uh, thank you so much as well for taking time out of your very busy schedule uh, to chat with me. Um, So yeah, I just want to dive in first of all to uh, the work that you did with My Hero Academia. Um, You mentioned you you picked up My Hero Academia uh, indirectly sort of from your son, is that right?
1: Yes. uh, I kind of, I basically one of my friends uh, recommended it to me. Then I watched an episode. Then I was like, oh, you might like this. And I Turned him onto it, and while I kind of fell off, he went nuts on it, and he read all of it and uh, <laughs> was watching the show and everything. And then you know he sucked me in after that. Yeah, of course, of course. Was there was there a particular
0: scene either in the anime or in the manga where you were reading it or watching it, and you're just like, oh man, like I, now now I really have to get into this more.
1: Um, I think that once once it kind of came together and you realized. Deku's journey you know I'm a, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan mm-hmm. and uh, his journey very much reminds me of Peter Parker he's the exact type of character I'm drawn to yeah. um, so once that started to take shape and he he started to have his powers and you know was getting uh, the crap kicked out of him all the time and he kept getting back up I was like I, I'm in now I get yeah. it Yeah. <laughs> uh, a similar a similar arc if you will yeah. um, so
0: had i know they it took you got the screener and you didn't really get a chance to watch it the last i had heard did you get a chance to watch world heroes mission yet or not yet? yeah i
1: actually went i went and saw it in the theater i haven't watched the screener um because i was you know excited to go see it in the movie theater so i took my kids and my nieces and nephews and uh watched the movie there awesome very cool and what were your thoughts what
0: what was the takeaway on that compared to the other the other movies um you know maybe um, it's a little close
1: to the project but like would you where would you rank it maybe <laughs> um i haven't seen the other two actually oh, okay yeah, I'm, so I'm not I'm caught, caught up it. yeah no oh, i'm okay. I'm behind my kids went way ahead of me but oh, i actually okay. appreciated that about the the movie which was that it was accessible even even though because they kind of basically my my thoughts on it were if to equate it to american comics it's you know i just, i've just done two of these summer event things Um, you know, with Absolute Carnage and King in Black. And it very much reminded me of that, where, you know, the setup was all in it. You could read, you could could watch this one thing and you would get like hints to the larger universe. But, you know, the hope is when we were doing these things that you would be able to, uh, you know, just read the event and get you know, everything that you needed to, and then, you know, hopefully we'd suck you back in to go back into the uh, regular series. And that's, that's basically how I felt about the movie. I thought I did, did a great job of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially in a world, and, and it gets more and more impressive, like the longer series like that go on, right? There's so much world and lore around it. And so right. to be able to perfectly kind of encapsulate, like, here's a narrative for you to, to digest and enjoy. Right. Um, that's a yeah, great point. Um, so, Kohei Hiro, Horikoshi who is the creator of, of My Hero Academia a, is a fan of yours
1: like did you get a chance to, to meet with Kohei at all um, I have not no, on this I was just now? I was told this via the um when I did the French edition uh-huh. um he he kind of the 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 contact there was saying that he had specifically asked for me and several other artists um so you know whether I whether it's true or not it's a, it's like, nice. you know, like I, it's, urban, it's an urban legend. Uh. Yeah. But the, the artists that they chose, um, you know, we all have a, I, I, I just from the few that I knew that he had asked that he was interested in, um, we all have a similar, you know, sort of cartoony, um, style with realistic rendering. Hmm. So, um, you know, it was kind of, uh, it was very flattering because, you know, that's, I think that we're all manga influenced and, uh, you know, so they're, they're kind of feeding into each other. Cause he obviously has American influences. So it's kind of neat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you shared a, a funny anecdote about how, you know, your kids were kind of, you know, you'd say like, oh, I'm working on Venom and they're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then you yeah. mentioned you're working on my hero academia and they're like over the moon about it. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. It seems I I don't know if it's a prevailing theory, but why do you think it is that you know sometimes kids or like the younger the younger demographic might be pulled more into the world of manga uh, as opposed to like Western comics? What is it? What in your opinion? I'm just curious, like why you I, think that is.
1: I've I've actually been trying to figure this out. Um, I think that the 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 books move quicker in manga, where I mean they're decompressed stories, obviously, but the reading of them is much quicker. Um, but beyond that, like, I've asked my son, I'm like, what do you like about manga versus American comics? And his answer was, uh, his answer was that they're more suspenseful. I was like, oh, I don't, think, I don't know that that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's a good question. I, I sometimes um, enjoy reading uh, manga more myself than I do American comics, because I feel like i um, there's there's something, I don't know. I really don't know. It, sometimes I, I prefer the uncolored versions with the black and white with the tones. I feel like they're clearer. I feel like everything's made to be read very instantaneously where in American comic, I feel like the, the art is so detailed and there's more words. So it's almost like you are you have to, um, in American comic, I feel like it's meant to be read where you read it one time and then you look at it over and over right right, right. manga they're, they're producing so much of it that you just kind of like plow through and you just go you know and it's not really asking that of you so there's you know i don't really know if that's an answer but yeah uh, no just, I, I think it's fair differences yeah yeah i think it's right to
0: kind of a, and and it's interesting because of course well, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about adaptation and stuff like that, but I think also there's the idea of like manga getting adapted into anime, right? And so like mm-hmm. when it can, comes to the artistic rendering, manga might have a faster digestive kind of flow because they, and they can get excited about what it might look like when it ultimately gets animated, maybe. Right. Um, so you, you have cited uh, manga being a major influence uh, on yeah. your work. Um, right. What are some things that you, maybe after the fact sort of unconsciously do uh, or maybe consciously actively do uh, in your drawing or in your work that comes from that world of manga or anime like what what does that influence look like
1: well I mean like almost every time that I illustrate action I think that I am unconsciously pulling from Akira the manga Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I there was just a lot of when I was um, trying to learn how to draw comics and trying to figure out how to Um, do action sequences it was my go-to and you know when you're younger and you're learning things that way like it is just burned into my brain those those types of angles where you know everything's like you know in a lot of American comics I mean I still do this I love a good you know coming right at the camera thing Um, but he would turn everything just slightly to the the perspective was like I don't know how to describe it in words but um it puts it in this way so it's like coming almost like towards but past the screen at the same time and so uh i've taken a lot of that speed lines obviously i love you know a good uh, motion blur because in american comics there you know there was always this i never really liked that sort of like that old-fashioned look of motion blur where you just kind of like draw the the fist like eight times and it you know Mm -hmm. in it kind of like I don't know that never really worked for me but the the motion blur that they do um definitely uh I prefer that and it's just you know all kinds of stuff because I mean I was so into like I said Akira, Battle Angel, Alita, Mm -hmm. you know Gunsmith Cats when I was younger that um all those things are just a part of my DNA at this point. Yeah yeah it's subconscious um (laughs) So what's
0: something, and this might tie back into the question in terms of, you know, you're contemplating, you know, why you might enjoy manga over Western comics in some senses, but like, what's something that you enjoy about the medium of manga that you think Western comics could take a page from, you know, what that could take a lesson from in terms of, you know, maybe how they tell their story or or something like that?
1: Well, it would really be about, I like the, um, I like the speed that they produce at. I like the amount that they produce. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I think there's, some drawbacks to it, but I, the, the idea of the studio is something that I think is super interesting and something that I'd you know, love to do, but it's, you know, it, it, it would be expensive to do. Um, but I love the idea that, the, that these artists get to go into these studios and they learn from, you know, presumably the master, you know, at the table. So like if you have an Aoki or a Sawa and mm-hmm. then you have all these guys. In that studio, they're all going to learn from him, and hopefully, they'll become great manga artists in their own right. And you know, that also allows them to produce work faster um, because you know somebody's doing the backgrounds and all that type of stuff. So um, basically, that that would be the thing. If 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 there was a way to do that um, uh, here, I would I would love to do that. And I think that you know, it feels like you're getting often getting more of a value when you buy these thicker volumes of uh of manga where an american comic you know you're you're paying a similar price oftentimes for something that you know has less pages Mm -hmm. um so you know all that stuff combined yeah
0: yeah uh is there a a a dream project sort of and you know it, it seems like um in the world of manga or anime, is there something where they like, they call you up and you're like, yes, like immediately, (laughs) uh, that you would like to work on in the future?
1: Um, You know, that that actually, the answer would have been uh, probably My Hero Academia because it's so much closer to what my skill set is because it's Mm -hmm. got superheroes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of time, a lot of other stuff, uh, you know, doesn't have that sort of like um, fist fight, you know, type you know powers and stuff type of um thing and plus having my kids into it like if i was going to get the call about any of them at this moment in time in my life it would be um my hero academia and it just kind of happened that i got that opportunity yeah check check
0: um so kind of moving away from my hero academia uh recently you've been working on um mainly on Vanish, but you know, some other projects as well with, with KLC Press or Kids Love Change Press uh, through the sub, Substack platform. Um, There've been numerous influential comic writers, including of course your partner in crime, uh, Donnie Cates and James Tinian and, and others, uh, James Tinian of course, sorry, uh, who have migrated uh, some of their you know, kind of nearest and dearest projects to this platform. And so I'm just curious, what, what's your take on the value of, of, of Substack uh, as a platform and like why, why you're doing work here
1: with, with Vanish? um well so the idea is i think that some people seemed confused at the jump that it just seemed like you were getting you were paying extra for a comic book that you you know that wasn't a physical copy but the truth is we're offering you know when you pay you get a physical copy of the book but the other thing is the 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 real idea is the um the peek behind the curtain so what, what I want to do, I've always wanted to do, is be more accessible and more, uh, you know, instructive on how I do the things that I do and, you know, have a community based around the, the work that we're doing. And so Substack has kind of given us this platform where, you know, I do live streams um, where I draw sketches that I give away to people or, you know, live streams where I do draw pages from Vanish, or they get to see the the pages, the pencil pages as they come in, um, or you know, Donnie, you know, and I do a live stream and we answer questions, or you know, that we've got several books on there. We don't, we have more than Vanish also, so that, you know, there's like five different books that are going to be published on there, and it's just kind of a basically it was it was a way for us to expand into creating a community that has value to people. So we're also gonna be expanding the way that it works into conventions, but it's really, it's so much more than just the books, although the books are you know great and worth it. Um, we just wanted to be able, I, I had had meetings about this with um, potential investors prior to this, because I had this idea where I thought it would be great to, when I was younger, I couldn't get enough of having like access to the creators that I love. Oh, yeah. and uh seeing the way that they worked and all that stuff and basically we're, we're kind of banking on you know finding those types of fans that want to be involved in something like that and uh that's that's the interesting thing for us
0: yeah yeah um so you've you've been invested in, in vanish and, and other projects as well that you're working on right now that are creator owned which has been you know a goal of of yours and i think a goal of many folks who get into the comic industry and they start out working on these uh these big um Uh, franchises and then eventually they're like hey I want to I want to work on something that's mine right um are there any unique obstacles or challenges uh in a creator-owned project that you weren't really expecting until like you were sort of knee deep in the work and you're like oh this isn't this isn't necessarily something that I thought about and and now it's here
1: yeah I mean there's definitely you know there's growing pains and there's there's scheduling difficulties where like I'm in charge of my schedule. Normally, I have uh, you know editors who call me on Monday and they say, "Hey, here's what we need from you this week." And it's just like, "Okay, well uh, now I have a target to hit," you know. Yeah. Whereas with, um, Hank, sorry, um, yeah. No so with with this, there's be- definitely been some hiccups in in scheduling, and um, you know we've had to hire our own people. I have to I have to pay those people. You know, like I don't have an accountant. I I have to go in and pay them, and so. There's all these you know little things like that that are that are difficult but also rewarding and it's 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 insanely fun. It's just mm-hmm. uh, you know I'd like to produce at a a little bit quicker clip but we're we're starting to get there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that
0: that one of your ultimate dreams for your creator-owned work would be to see it going back to my hero academia made into an anime.
1: Yeah, um I, I,
0: to yeah. see something made into an anime. Um, Now, is that something that, you know, when you're, when you're building this world in these characters, like you're keeping that in the back of your mind, or is it still just very much like I'm making this world in these characters and then boy, oh boy, it would be great if I, if there was an anime of it down the road, or do you think they kind of like feed into each other, like your influences? I would
1: say that they don't really feed in. (coughs) Basically, we started creating this thing Mm -hmm. as a, you know, it's a comic and I, we want the comic to sustain itself. We want to have it generate enough money that we can, you know, do it for as long as we want. Right. um but once we st- we hadn't created the thing and i'm on you know i'm almost done with issue two i was looking at it and i was like you know what this would really you know fit into is an anime i mean not even not even just the you know we've created a whole world with this thing like sure, we have sure. you know there's there's spin-off potential like for other books that we want to do like we realize as we're working on, it, we're like, I kind of want to tell the story of this thing that we just kind of like are throwing away here, like how this came to be. And so we're we're going to start hiring people to um, to do those short stories um, to to go on the Substack as well. And as we're doing that, you just start to look at it and you're like, there's a ton here that could be mined for um, you know other media, but my yeah, like my preference is, I love the, the form of anime and the, the, you know, sort of long form seasons and, um, you know, you, you can still do everything without there being a budget and uh, uh, budget constraints <laughs> really, like, you know, right. besides the animation. Um, so, yeah, I, plus, you know, again, like I, one of my stated goals as a creator is always, I remember the time that I, when I got into comic books and manga and anime and all that stuff. And I was about 13 to 14 years old and that's Mm -hmm. still the market that loves, you know, seems to really gravitate towards manga and anime. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's, there's something about my whole aim as a creator to uh, really reach those, that age group and just, you know, give them the same excitement and experience that I got when I had that sort of uh awakening when I was younger
0: yeah yeah you you want to exist in the middle of that Venn diagram between western comics and the the manga and anime world you want to live somewhere right there in the middle yeah um what's the best adaptation of a comic in your opinion either in anime Uh, or film format
1: in terms of like in your own
0: personal opinion like you saw there was a comic you know world whatever and it got adapted what's what's an adaptation that you thought really kind of hit the nail on the head and that you
1: really like as an adaptation just in general I mean um, most of the MCU movies really do an unbelievable job of that like yeah I mean not not all of them I'm not crazy you know I'm not crazy about all of them but as an overall universe and like um, showing what comics are to the you know people that aren't into comics um, and showing like how creative the world can be and how, how expansive they can the universes can be. Uh, overall, I would say the MCU has probably done the best job of that.
0: Awesome, all right, last question. Um, so you, you've obviously been working in the industry for a while uh, and I'd love to hear kind of uh, both sides of this coin uh, in your opinion. Uh, first, what's something going on in the industry of, of comics that you're really excited and optimistic about? Uh and then what's something going on in the industry that's sort of maybe giving you cause for concern and maybe giving you a little bit of pause. Um so yeah, I'd be interested in in hearing those two things. Um
1: I mean, I'm definitely excited about all the stuff that's happening on Substack with all these other, you know, creators. You know, you got uh Hickman's thing that he's doing, the I can't remember what it's called, three worlds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um that's a cool idea. You know, Chips got all of his book like and it's allowed creators to go and create um without needing like a safety net. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that you're gonna we're gonna get like a lot of the this substack stuff started, but we people's books weren't ready yet, obviously. Like we're all making them. So people are seeing them be made. But once these things start coming out, you know, you got Tinian like has all these crazy uh new books coming out and, and we're gonna see one 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 shortcoming of so this kind of answers the question as well. Yeah, um, right. Both one sides. yeah, one's, one shortcoming of the American market is that it's hard to get um a new IP off the ground. Whereas you know, the, the manga market is kind of set up for that. You know, where it's it's all about generating something new and then making that into a massive hit. Whereas here the massive hits are established franchises that have been around forever. But anytime that you can give creators that, you know, the ability to create without uh, worry of the safety net, I think you're going to get like brand new franchises and things that, you know, might, uh, you know, we might still be talking about in 20 years from now and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's what's exciting to me. Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, thank you again,
0: Mr. Stigman, for your time. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the answers and uh, thank you again for all the great work you're doing in comics right now.
1: Appreciate it, man.